Hi, you're listening to An Open Dialogue. I'm Violet Howe. And I'm Todra Candle. And today we're going to talk about um, what is basically like my Super Bowl and World Series all wrapped up into one, um, and that is awards season. And I know you're not a huge awards show fan, um, but I am like a rabid, rabid fan of award shows, which I'm, I'm a huge movie buff and I'm becoming more of a television buff now that we have, you know, Netflix and all these other ways to stream. And I love award shows. Well, I used to watch them now and again, maybe, I guess, years ago. I was talking to my daughter about this actually yesterday, and she said, well, I remember you and Devin, that's my oldest daughter, um, used to watch, and we were we used to follow a... Um, a, a, I don't know what you would call her, a celebrity writer, a gossip writer uh, called, um, it, it was called The Evil Beat, B-E-E-T. And uh, we were, we actually, it was back in the day when social media meant that you could actually like get to know the people who were quote famous unquote. And, and we knew Sasha pretty well. And, and she would cover the award shows. So we did watch them. Katie reminded me back in the day. And, you know, I, I just think, because I'm not really, I watch TV with my husband, but we're mostly watching, like we binge watch old series. The only thing I watch that's really current is probably like, you know, when Marvel has one of their series, uh, series like, yeah. you know, Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones or Luke Cage. Yeah. 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 All of those. And, and I do watch Doctor Who. I watch the new, but you know, those are, those are very, very um, niche you know, they're right. very unique. And so they're not maybe showing up so much at the Golden Globes. <laughs> well, and that's, uh, that is one thing about the award shows it, is I definitely think that the shows that have um, a lot of money put into pitches are the ones that are more recognized. So I don't necessarily think that it's, it's not a, uh, it's not an accurate representation of maybe what's the best movie out there or what's the best television show out there. Um, but, you know, it's the rating system that we have or the award system that we have. And and I get there's so many people that that hate award shows and say that it's just, you know, a bunch of, of rich people who are out of touch re- with reality patting themselves on the back. And I get that. I totally get that. But I do feel like, um, you know, in a lot of professions, we do things where we award performance or we award behavior, uh, recognize that. And for me... I, I love acting. I have always wanted to be an actress. I was, you know, active in community theater. And for a while I was pursuing, you know, a, a career in acting. And so for me, this is kind of like my thing. And I, and I love seeing people recognized for their performances. And I love seeing them receive recognition because, um, because it, it really speaks to me. And I'm a huge pop culture fan. I'm so I, I love them. I love, you know, who wore what and who said what. And I just, I, if, if someone doesn't like it, I completely respect your your opinion and not liking it, but I love I them. I think you kind of lit on two different things or hit on two different things there that, that, that probably uh, speak to a little bit of my deeper uh, distrust. I wouldn't even say dislike. I don't think I really care enough about it to dislike it. But first of all, I'm not, I, I'm not, I think that a lot of awards are very, very subjective. And oh, I yeah. specifically feel that way about, uh, because we, we kind of, at the the um, advent of the indie book industry, there were several events that would do awards. And I would look at some of the awards that were given and think, good Lord, best cover? No, I've seen better covers. You know, but it's it's very, it, it 
as, at least in our industry, it really was a, a very um, clicky kind of who was, who was the celebrated darling of the moment, uh, whereas we know that there are thousands and thousands of other books that are just as um, worthy right. and, and whatever. And so I think I really began to be aware at that point that there is a whole um, when we see award shows, we're seeing the very tip, tip, tip of the iceberg that somebody else has carved. Right. And, and I think then I begin to be aware that as the industry um, moved toward an indie um, element in, in even movies and television, too, we're seeing the same thing. Now, we are seeing more because I think some Netflix shows were recognized and a lot of them tend to be a little bit more um, less of the, the status quo. Um, so, you know, I think we're seeing maybe a shift, but, uh, but I think that that's, it's, it's the indie in me and, and I fully agree with you. I love to see people whose behavior and whose quality, um, is, is rewarded. I definitely like that. What I don't like is when it's the person who's voted on because, you know, everybody thinks they should be liked or something like that, I guess, you know, it's the, it's, it's the, uh the rebel in me. <laughs> well, and I think different award shows have different levels of that. I think it exists in all of them. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll see where, um, you know, in some years, uh, maybe there weren't a lot of stellar performances. So the person who wins for best actor or best actress that year would never be able to right. win against, you know, a different performance yeah. in a different year. Well. Or you may see where someone maybe has been nominated several times and should have gotten it and didn't. And so you see them actually get the award for a performance that was probably not their best or probably not the best performance that year. But you know that that voting body is kind of making up for a past snub or making up for a past mistake. Okay. So I do think that you... I do think you see that and I do think that exists and I do think that, you know, the amount of money that studios um, spend on advertising and the amount of money that, that, you know, is spent on promoting these things and trying to get the votes. Um, it's funny that you mentioned Netflix because Netflix actually spent more this year on, uh, on those advertising and, and promotional, you know, full page ads and, and billboards and things like that for the voting body. And for those of you who are listening, if you don't know um, about the awards, I'm assuming a lot of you will probably tune out if you're not interested in awards, but I definitely want to talk about um, um, the Golden Globes specifically since that just happened. But just to give a little bit, um, this kind of, the Golden Globes is kind of the big one that kicks off awards season and awards season goes through the Oscars. And you have several different bodies who give awards, the Producers Guild of America, the Wright Directors Guild of America, the Screen Actors Guild, um, and these are just U.S. organizations, of course, you know, like the, the BAFTA, you know, United Kingdom has their own. Mm -hmm. But um, in the U.S., the Golden Globe is kind of the the first big one to kick off movie award season. The Golden Globes does movies and television, whereas Emmys are just television. Um, but the Golden Globes are voted on by the Hollywood Foreign Press, which is an association of roughly 100 journalists in Southern California who cover the film and television industry for foreign publications. Mm -hmm. So um, that kind of skews sometimes what they vote on. It skews mm -hmm. sometimes what comes out of Golden Globes. Golden Globes is considered in some ways to be kind of the wild card of the shows because it's not actually 
people within the industry that are voting, like the Directors Guild, obviously it's directors, Screenwriters Guild, obviously screenwriters, you know, Screen Actors Guild, obviously actors. Um, and then the Academy of Motion Picture um, Arts and Sciences, the who gives out the Oscars or the Academy Awards, those are actually thousands of people who are within the industry, directors, producers, actors, um, screenwriters, like all of those different people in the industry. So the Golden Globes is a different voting body. And it's a lot totally of times a different voting body. It's also a very different show. I mean, it yes. is it is just it's definitely the the uh, fun It's the party, party show. show. Yes, because, they have an open you know, bar. They're very famous yeah. for having yes. an open bar which leads yeah. to, you know, unpredictable speeches <laughs> and unpredictable behaviors. Yep. Um and and they tend to be a little more laid back, a little more casual um than, you know, they're not as stuffy as well, the Oscars. And, yeah, and I think even the the results show it as you said, um uh, you're you maybe don't see some of the, uh, and not to offend anybody, but the um, the stuffy and somewhat repressed American norms and mores shown um, in the Golden Globes. You know, uh, some of the things that the Oscars probably would never even think about uh, rewarding or right. awarding are, right. are celebrated because the rest of the world tends to be a little less repressed than the yeah, I think Oscars definitely tends to be, um, you know, sometimes I definitely scratch my head at their choices for best film because they tend to go a little more artsy. They tend to go a little more, um, you know, off the off the beaten path with their best picture choices. And Golden Globes sometimes reflects more, um, I guess you would say, the popular view or the popular yeah. thought. So... Well, let's talk a little bit about this year. Golden Globes is sometimes said to be um, the predictor for the Oscars. And it's not not really accurate for a number of reasons. Um, Golden Globes splits their best picture into two different awards. So you have a best picture for drama and you have a best picture for music or comedy, whereas Oscar just has one best picture. So usually the pictures that are nominated for Golden Globes, two Best Picture categories do go on to become um, Oscar Best Picture nominees, but they don't. They only have about a 48% success rate in predicting the winners. However, Golden Globes have about a 90% success rate in predicting Oscars Best Actor and Best Actress. So for me, um, I go to an Oscar showcase every year where we watch all of the Best Picture nominees back to back. It's usually um, five films on one Saturday and four films on another. And... I try to watch all of the Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Director Oscar-nominated films as well, which usually Best Picture covers some of those because sometimes, you know, obviously if it's the Best Picture nominee, it has a Best Actor, Best Actress, or Best Director performance in that. Um, but Golden Globes is usually a very good indicator of, of what that is going to be. This year, I don't know. This was a really odd year. There was no clear front runner there was no clear like yes this is going to sweep at oscars or this is going to sweep award system um season they were really all over the place um and i want to start with with tv um because you know move on to to movies in the oscars kind of a bigger topic for me personally because i don't watch as much television but um this year there were only two shows that won more than a single award um, which is unusual because a lot of times you'll have a show that kind of came in and swept that season with a lot of great performances or a lot of great storylines or a lot of buzz and then they sweep the awards. But um, there were only two shows that, more won, that won more than a single award. And one of them was Netflix's The Kaminsky, Kaminsky Method. Have you heard anything about this show? Not 
one thing. I had heard and something I briefly a lot, so about I'm it. Shocked. Well, let me just tell you that during the Golden Globes, the most Google topic twice during the show is what is the Kaminsky method. So you and I are not the only people that were in the dark about this show because evidently the, the entire, you know, population watching the show was Googling and asking what it is. It's Alan Arkin and Michael Douglas, um, who are both actors that I like. Mm -hmm. And um, evidently it is a, you know, a show um, about them, like, like not about their real life personas, but um, that they star in about an aging actor and his agent and um, evidently is a, is a comedy. And Michael Douglas um, won an award for it and then you know the show itself won an award so that's definitely now on my to be watched list because I, I really had I think I, maybe I heard something about it one time I knew Michael Douglas was doing a show with Alan Arkin but I knew nothing about it and the other show that won um, two awards they each won two um, was FX's The Assassination of Johnny Versace that one I, which that one I did know about I knew about that for for a couple different reasons but I, I have not seen it neither but i i do know it i um i had i had family who lived in fort lauderdale during that time that all this was going on so i was kind of and and they were they ran in the same circles let's just say that so i right, had, right. I had some insight into that actual event and so i had also some insight into the making of the movie and um had also uh, heard a couple things lately i think just in in passing i don't know whether it was I don't know. I don't even, it was just one of those things that went in and out of my consciousness. So yes, I did. I did know that. I also think that um, Darren Chris was in that movie. Yes, he and won. And he has just come out, uh, no, no pun intended, as saying that he is no longer going to portray um, gay men. Yeah, well, he won an award yeah, for this performance. But he said so. he will, he's no longer going to do that. So um, that was... That was interesting. So that that was where I was like, oh yeah, okay, that's right. He is in that. So that was all. Yeah, that. that was not a show that like when I heard about it, I was like, oh, gotta see that. Um, I'm intrigued now, but you know, yes. because of of the awards, always yeah. that kind of like you know piques your interest. But um, that those were the only two shows that won right. two awards each, and Netflix and FX were actually the only networks that won uh, for more than one show. Netflix Netflix won for the Kaminsky method. And Bodyguard, which I do want to see, mm -hmm. and FX one for um, the assassination of Johnny Versace and the Americans. So it's kind of funny, like Netflix and FX are, you know, normally you think of a, these award shows like HBO, you know, dominating or, or one of the networks, the the um, ABC, NBC, mm -hmm. CBS. But that was, you know, this year there wasn't really anybody that dominated, but Netflix and FX had the most. I don't know if that means that there was a lot of great TV all around and so the awards are spread out more evenly or if that just means there was no show that was amazing enough to do a sweep so right i guess it could be either um netflix ended up with the most wins of any network they had three wins in film and two in television and i really think netflix is becoming um kind of like the studio to watch you know they've had the recent success of bird box they've had you know several of their series have had great success and so i think netflix is becoming quite the formidable force in hollywood mm -hmm. yeah so i we, um we watch it occasionally but i have to say that we almost never watch an original netflix really yeah almost i i, I just uh, it's uh, i don't i can't think of any time off the top of my head that we have watched something that was an original Netflix movie. I mean, my kids watched, or at least 
two of my kids watch the bird box. Maybe only one, uh, maybe only Haley. Um, and, but, but outside of that, no, we usually, that use may change, that may yeah, change maybe. as they start becoming, you know, becoming more, um, well-versed, you know, in their film production, moving on to movies. Mm-hmm. Cause, um, I've got a lot I want to talk about with movies. Um, surprisingly green book took home the most awards of any film. They it won for best supporting actor from Mahershala Ali, mm-hmm. best screenplay and best comedy or musical, which is really humorous because it's not it's a comedy not a com- or I a musical. That I did see. Yeah. So, so I was, I was on the station. The station was on because that was the Eagles game. Had been on that yes, station exactly. Earlier. And exactly. I flipped it on. Congrats and on that Eagles myself, victory, by the you, way. Thank you. Um, I flipped it on and, and I saw that it was, um, that I actually saw that win and I thought, wait a second. I thought that movie was not a comedy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely has funny moments. It right. definitely has some, some nice humor and some funny moments. But that's the strange thing about the Globes splitting them into the two categories. You have right. movies like A Star is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody that went into drama, Which even though they have. could technically yeah. be musicals. Oh, yeah. And then you have, you know, sometimes you have the movies that go into comedy or musical that really that really shouldn't be there. And I think it's unfair to the other shows in that category that actually yeah. are comedies or musicals, yeah. but you know, they didn't ask me my opinion, really? but, um, I wanted to very briefly talk about green book. I saw green book. Mm-hmm. Um, I very, I enjoyed the film more than I thought I would. Um, just based on the previews, it wasn't something that I was particularly interested in seeing. It looked okay. I, I really enjoyed the film. I thought that um, Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali did a great job. The, like I said, the, the film had a lot of humor. The film had a lot of heart. But this film has had a ton of controversy. Yeah. Um, and especially now with this win and it getting more attention, it's had a lot of controversy. Audiences seem to love the film. And it has gotten a lot of awards at film festivals. But film critics hate it historians hate it because they say it's not an accurate representation of the civil rights era. And Dr. Shirley, who is the real life person that Mahershala Ali plays, his family has come out against the film and said that it's an inaccurate representation of him, of his um, friendship with the lip or his relationship with the lip, which Viggo Mortensen Mortensen played. And um, they've been very upset by the film to the point that Mahershala Ali has actually contacted the family and apologized to them um, for not kind of seeking their input or seeking their approval before it started. Wow, I hadn't heard any of this. This is uh, my experience was completely different because I, from the first time, I, I don't go to the movies often, but I did see that preview probably three or four times um, yeah. and was uh, all of my family, because we love that kind of movie, we were all like, oh, we really want to see that. Oh, we all want to see that. We have not seen it. Um, it's yeah. been a, a busy fall, but um, I had no idea about the, the controversy about it. I would recommend it, even though there is controversy. One of the controversies is that um, people feel that having the white savior trope has become quite overdone. And um, one of the reasons that I really liked it, I had no idea that Dr. Shirley existed. I I had never heard of Dr. Shirley. And I was um, really very intrigued by him. And then after the film, you know, had had read a lot of stuff about him. um, He was a just a musical genius, an absolute genius. And and he did this tour of the Deep South in pre-civil rights times of his own choice. 
because he wanted to, you know, to, to kind of, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to choose the wrong words here. I don't know if he wanted to try to educate people, if he wanted to try to bridge a connection with people or what he wanted to try to do. But it was, um, it was interesting. The reason the movie is called Green Book is that in those, in those times, there was a green book of places that were acceptable for African-Americans to stay and to eat. This was, you know, when everything was still heavily segregated. And so, um, you know, unfortunately you know, there, there were separate hotels or separate establishments, um, for, for blacks and whites. And so they're touring the, the South and, and it was, um, sad to me and also educational for me to see how, you know, he would be welcomed into a performance hall to share his gifts and his talents and those gifts and talents be appreciated, but then him not be allowed to eat in the same room with the people in the audience or not be able to, um, you know, I, I don't want to give anything away from the movie in case someone wants to see it, but it, it was a very clear illustration that though his gifts and talents were appreciated on some level, his dignity and his ability to be equal as a human being was not. So, um, but yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, I understand I've read several of the articles from the family's point of view, and I can understand some of their issues with it. I think it was really gracious of Mahershala Ali to, um, to accept their, their criticism and, and, and kind of apologize. He even acknowledged them in his acceptance speech. He acknowledged, you know, the family and acknowledged Dr. Shirley. So I would recommend it even though um, even though it has the controversy. It was kind of a, a surprise that it came in and swept. There were so many that were considered front runners. Right. Um, I think another surprise in Best Picture. I loved Bohemian Rhapsody. Which I, I have thought it was seen. a great movie. Which I have seen. I've, I've seen it twice. I loved it. I thought it was awesome, but I don't think it was the best picture. Like, I don't, I just was really, I well, was surprised it was and I wasn't alone in being surprised. I saw. So maybe that's what the <laughs> Out of all the nominees, was. it was the best it picture was the best you picture saw. I saw. Wait, what were the other nominees? Um, there was, um, Black Klansman, Black okay. Panther, A okay, Star Black is Panther Born. Okay, Black Okay. Okay, A Star is Born, um, If Bill Street Could Talk. Oh, I wanted to see that one. And I'm trying to think of, of what else. I should know this. Let me let me look them up. I'm going to look them up well, really quick as Bohemian we're talking. Bohemian Rhapsody, I did see. I saw it with my son. And um, it was one of those movies that I thought, well, that will be fun. Um, and I did not expect, while you're looking this up, I'll just, you know, yeah, talk about yeah. this. Um, I did not expect to um, to cry during the last 45 minutes. It was, yeah. it was really, really very... Um, because I lived through that time and because Live Aid was something that was uh, like really present for me and, and very real because I lived in southern New Jersey. Uh, you know, we went Live Aid was was right across the river and it was it was very much a part of my reality at that point in time. Um, it was not something that I just was, you know, watching going, oh, I heard about that happening. No, I lived through that. I, I and I remember Freddie coming out and um, you know, it was just such an emotional time. Um, I learned a lot that I did not know about Queen and about Freddie Mercury. That's how I felt. Yeah. That's how I felt. I didn't realize how, I mean, it's really funny because I think, you know, I've, I've just always heard the song Bohemian Rhapsody and I've always loved it, but I never thought about 
how unusual the song was, how I, you know, I don't know if you want to say groundbreaking the song was, but like the fact that Queen put this song out is really remarkable. And the fact that it became a hit is very remarkable. When they put it out. Because for me, I had always assumed that they put it out after they were well-established as a a band. But no, no, it was so early. It it really basically made them. I I don't know. What had they had come out before then? They'd had... the very few the queen um the da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. now i'm singing but anyway yeah. um but yeah it, so it was it i'll be honest i didn't even know his his national origin i knew he was british i right. didn't know anything about you know farsi yeah. yeah i didn't know he was farsi. um i learned a lot about him I, we watched a documentary on his life a couple of years ago that, that there were several things in the film that I knew, um, you know, from watching that documentary, but I really didn't realize that Queen was so um, edgy and, and yeah. so, you know, trying to do things differently yes. and the way they recorded was differently and, and those things and the, the, the family feel or, or that family, you know, connection that they had. And, and I've read, as I always do, anytime a movie's based on a true story, then I go and say, okay, how accurate exactly. was this movie? Same here. And they played with the timeline a lot yeah. in order to, in order to fit, they wanted the live aid concert, you know, to fit into the scheme of things. So they played with the time, the timeline a lot. And um, they actually um, had been touring for like a year prior to that show. So yeah. it wasn't like they were broken up and they never actually broke up yeah. as the movie showed. They did kind of go their separate ways and, and do some, some um, solo projects, but it wasn't like a, a breakup, like it was shown in the movie. Of course, they dramatize it for the movie, right. but um, yeah, because I several d- of the other band members had actually done solo projects too, which at that yes. the part of the movie was them kind of of beating up Freddie for having done yes. this, but but yes. at least two other band members had done it, so it really wasn't. That was not a make or break thing, right? Um, I definitely think Rami Malek deserved his win yeah. for best actor. I mean, he transformed into Freddie Mercury. I thought he was great, he but was I really great. was surprised that it that it had um, that it won best picture um, and controversy around that film too. Yeah. They. Um, the director, well, the film took a long time to make. Sasha Baron Cohen was first um, in it, in in the role of Freddie Mercury, and he was, you know, then no longer attached to it due to some creative differences. The director, Brian Singer, was actually fired from the film a few weeks before they completed filming. Um, he's been facing allegations of sexual harassment and abuse from some other things, but he was fired from this film for several reasons, and neither pr- the producers nor Rami Malek mentioned him in their speeches. So there's a little bit of controversy around that film too. I was just bummed that A Star is Born didn't win. I really, really wanted it to win. And it was so heavily favored going in and it had so many nominations and it only won for best original song. It didn't get best director, best actor, best actress, best picture, like nothing. They pretty much snubbed it other than, other than Shallow, the best song. So I was bummed about that, but we'll see what happens with Oscars. That's one I've wanted to see, but I haven't. um, i I never saw any of the other incarnations either. I remember. I hadn't either. I rented the Streisand Christofferson right. 1976 film yeah. after seeing this one. I was too young to watch it then. I wasn't allowed to watch so, it. Since me too. 1976. But I remember seeing me the too. posters. I remember Evergreen coming out. Wasn't Evergreen yes. the song? From, yes. Yeah, I yes. remember that. But uh, but no, I, I, I don't know. But I am. Um, is, do you think there's any reason it was snubbed? Do you think is there? Um, is no, I, I don't. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a snub against anyone in it. I do think it was just um, Hollywood Foreign Press, you know, voting on other things. I mean, Glenn Close, from what I understand, her she won for the wife, right, and I from what too. I understand, her performance was incredible. Um, now, she probably gave seen, my favorite. You seen that movie. 
I have not seen the movie. Um, I will now, definitely. Um, I have, uh, her acceptance speech was probably my favorite. I, acceptance speeches are one of my favorite part of the award show. That's like that person's little moment, you know, to talk. Um, And I love acceptance speeches. And sometimes they're hilarious. And sometimes they're boring. And sometimes they're really heartfelt. And I felt like Glenn Close's was very much heartfelt. Mm -hmm. She seemed genuinely shocked to win. She seemed so emotional about the win. And and she talked about, you know, the role of the wife as as being kind of a supported role and kind of a, you know, a backseat role. And she talked about her mother, um, Mm -hmm. you know, being in her 80s and saying she felt she'd never accomplished anything. And she and Glenn Close, Glenn Close in her speech, encouraged women to pursue their own interest. And, and, you know, even though you're supporting your wife and, you know, I mean, your husband and your family and you're, you know, doing all these things to support others and lift up others to also make sure that you're pursuing your own dreams and pursuing your own interest and not losing yourself in the care of everyone around you, which I think we as women do tend to do. Mm. So that's kind of funny. I, I, I uh, get uh, an email called the good trade and that, that was one of the quotations today was I actually shared it in a couple different places was about women not losing their um, passion for their creative side in the, in the uh, pursuit of caring for others. So that was, yeah, I saw um, you and I are in, you know, in, yeah. in a couple of groups that are the same. And I saw you share that. And I thought of Glenn Close's speech when you said that. Yeah. Um, Regina King mentioned in her speech something that Regina I, I want to touch on. And, and she brought out, you know, they get, a, celebrities get a lot of criticism for using their speeches, you know, for, for some cause or for using their platform for some cause. And, and she said, you know, we get criticism for that, but we understand that our microphone is bigger. And um, I, I do, I understand the people that say they just need to act or they just need to sing and shut their mouth. But I think all of us have a right, um, you know, to our opinion. And I think that just because their platform is bigger, they shouldn't have to silence their opinion. It's Mm -hmm. still your choice, whether you listen to their opinion, whether you're swayed by their opinion, whether you choose to support what they believe in is still your choice, but I don't think they should be silenced. And Mm -hmm. so she used her acceptance speech um, to kind of, to campaign or encourage people to do more equality in projects. And she said that whatever she produces in the in the future that she was vowing to try to have it be a 50% female um, endeavor. So I thought that was interesting that that's what she chose. Um, one of the, I guess the surprises of the, the night, um, I don't know that it was really a surprise, but this is the one that I guess has piqued my the most interest for me. There was a film called Roma. I've been hearing a lot about it. It's been doing um, a lot on the festival circuit and for Golden Globe you cannot be nominated for best picture if it's not an English film um, English speaking film and so it was nominated in best foreign language film which it won and it also won for best director Alfonso Cuaron won for um, Cuaron won for best director which makes him the second Mexican director in a row since Guillermo del Toro won last year for Shape of Water and um, the lead actress in Roma has never acted before and so um, I'm, I'm definitely putting that one on my list. I'm going to wait and see if it's Oscar nominated and maybe be in the Best Picture Showcase. But I'm very interested in seeing Roma. I've been reading quite a bit about it um, since it won. So that was one that, that came out of that that I put on my list. Um, 
And I want to recognize Sandra O oh was one of the co-hosts for the show. She is the first person of Asian descent to host an American, uh, I mean, to host a major award show in the United States. And she won an award for Killing Eve, which makes her the first woman of Asian descent to win multiple globes because she won for Grey's Anatomy in 2006. Um, her parents were there and it was just, I just, I love, I love when people thank their parents. I think that's awesome. But her parents were there and her, her father and mother's beaming smiles of, of pride and joy were just so heartwarming and made me all teary eyed. And she bowed to her parents and thanked them in Korean. And it just was a beautiful, beautiful moment. So that was kind of a cool heartwarming moment. Um, I'm trying to just kind of go through my notes here as we wrap up and see if there was anything else that um, was mentionable. Um, Christian Bale, Christian Bale, when he started talking for his acceptance speech, Twitter went nuts. Like, I think people forget that he's British. Christian Bale disappears into whatever he role he plays. And I truly, truly, I predict that he will be the best Oscar, um, best actor Oscar winner for his performance in Vice because he, you completely lose Christian Bale in his performance. But when he started talking, like, even my husband looked at me and he's like, where's he from? Like, I think everybody forgets that he's British because he does such a great job with the accent of whatever part he's playing. And um, another speech that I really enjoyed, um, Olivia Coleman from The Favorite, which is a movie I'm very excited to see. That one's with Emma Stone. And who is the other one? And is it Rachel Weiss? Yes. I can't remember yes, who the other one. Okay. Um, Olivia Coleman just gushed about how much she is enjoying the award season. And it was funny because I felt like that would be me up there. Like, oh my God, this is awesome. I just won this award. Like she just was so, it seemed, you know, down to earth and so gobsmacked and just enjoying the entire experience. And, and so that gave me a lot of from, joy um, to see her. Broad Church. That, yeah. yeah. So I've, I've been following her. Um, yeah, she was really, else. really funny. I, I, I very much enjoyed her um, her acceptance speech. Uh, Patricia Clarkson, too. She won for Sharp Objects, which I was so sad that Amy Adams did not win for Sharp Object. But Patricia Clarkson won. She did an excellent job in Sharp Objects. And she seemed genuinely blown away by her win. Like, she just seemed to be really shocked to win. And um, she dedicated her award to her parents. I'm always a sucker for that. So, um, so yeah, I was bummed Star, Star is Born didn't win. It's funny because A Star is Born, Black Panther, and Black Klansman have all three been nominated for all the major award shows so far, but without a single big win. So it's funny. They're they're trucking along. We'll see what they get at the, the other award shows to come. And on a personal note for me, Katrina Balf, who is absolutely wonderful as Claire in Outlander, was nominated for the fourth time and still no win. So I just wish that show could get some more love at the award shows. But... But anyway, um, that's, I guess that's kind of my recap. Like I'm just, I'm giddy that it's award season and that, um, you know, the big ones will come. Directors Guild of America and Producers Guild of America has a really high percentage of predicting the best actor, I mean, best picture Oscar nominee. And um, uh, the nominees for Oscars come out the end of this month. And then I will be... Um, you know, headed to showcase. This is the time of year when there's so many, you know, movies that have come out that are in Oscar um, possibilities. And I try not to see them because the day we go see showcase, I don't want to watch a whole bunch of movies that I've already seen. Mm -hmm. Although I will watch movies multiple times, but um, so I'm excited to see what's going to come out with that. 
So we would love to hear from you. Do you watch award shows? If you don't, I can't imagine that you've stuck with us through this whole podcast. (laughs) But if you do, um, we would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. Have you seen any of these movies or television shows? I know, um, I guess for the Americans, this was their final season. And it was the first time they were um, recognized. Carrie Russell and Matthew Reese in FX is the Americans. So I kind of want to check that out now that it's too late and it's gone but anyway um we'd love to know what movies and television shows you have seen this season did you agree with the um awards did you not agree as far as you know who won the best and is there anything you're looking forward to for oscars so that's all i've got okay thanks for listening that's a wrap (laughs) (laughs) cut (laughs) bye everyone bye